title of today's episode is Calgary's One Man Band on the Lime Bacon Show. Hello everybody and welcome to the second episode of the Lime Bacon Show, the show where we analyze and discuss Canadian culture and tourism. On today's show, we'll be taking a look at the music scene in Calgary and what it's like being a local artist and entertainer. Last week, we focused on stereotypes and a brief look at some Canadian culture, and today we'll be diving into some more music and arts in Calgary specifically. I think music and the arts is is an important topic to talk about as we've been mostly solely focused on business and the economy since the start of COVID. Not, not many people has thought about the artists and, more importantly, smaller ones trying to make a living during these times. We will have a Calgary local artist and icon on the show, Dan the One Man Band, today. Dan the One Man Band, or Dan Duguay, is a musician and local artist who has been performing for over 25 years and recently, before COVID, was running his own variety show. He also just released a kids' album just last year. So without further ado... I welcome Dan Duguay, or Dan the One Man Band, onto the Lime Bacon Podcast. Hello. Hi, Dan. Hope it wasn't too much trouble asking a local icon like yourself to be on the show today. Well, you know, luckily, because everything's been cancelled, I have lots of time to talk. So, tell us when you first started to get into the music industry and the performing art scene. Well, I started way back in uh, the 90s. That was kind of when my career began. Um, And it was, I I grew up in Ottawa, and it was really in Ottawa that I was playing. I was doing a lot of uh, street performing, something that you don't see a a lot of anymore these days. But uh, Ottawa had a really uh, uh, thriving uh, street performing scene in the 90s. And it was a great time because, uh, like, so if you don't know how street performing works, you're out there playing others uh, on a pedestrian mall or in the markets or whatever, and people throw money into your case. And uh, it was the 90s was a great time because a lot of people had money. It wasn't the cashless society that we're in now. And so uh, I could easily make a living doing that. And that was sort of the start of my career. And as the years went on, I started doing more fairs and children's festivals like you mentioned i have a kids album that came out last year um so i've started doing a lot more targeting more of those kind of uh, that demographic playing for schools and, and that sort of thing but it's been a real journey just to try to um try to figure out how you know it's it's show business so there's a there's a show side and then there's the business side so it's been a, a uh Part of the challenge is trying to um, to make it so that you're actually making a living and able to do your art for a living. So when I was doing some research on you, actually, I found a couple of clips of you performing, and I found that you actually perform with a drum on your back. So I was wondering, how did you think to build this whole one-man band drum contraption and the whole job yourself? Well, you know, again, it's it's kind of started on with street performing, and uh, one of the things that I noticed was that if you were a guy just playing a guitar, it was hard to capture people's attentions. But if if you put the more instruments I I put onto my body, the more people I would attract. And you know, business sense of me said if I if I attract more people to watch what I'm doing, then I'm going to make more money. So uh, the drum idea, I mean, you. 
everybody's seen Mary Poppins and Bert plays a one man band in that movie. But it was a friend of mine who had uh who had seen uh, a one man band over in Europe and uh so he really encouraged me to try to do this thing and so uh together we we bought all the equipment and kind of put it together. You can't buy that drum contraption that you saw. Uh you have to construct it yourself. Oh wow, that's really cool. I like that. I'd like to see how it works one day. Um, so I was also wondering how this one-man band profession has changed over the years since when you first started it. Well, like I said, you know, um, at the beginning I was doing a lot of street performing and then I kind of moved into more doing fairs and festivals. And I still did some street performing over the years. I always looked at busking, so to speak. That's another word for street performing. I always looked at it that as kind of my waiter job, you know, like at, when you're in the arts uh, and you're kind of in between gigs, you you had taken on another job. Well, I never had to do that because my other job was also performing. So I would go, um, like you mentioned, I've been in Calgary for 25 years now. And uh, so the there was a farmer's market, you know, the Calgary farmer's market. I had a really good relationship with them for a number of years. So I could go down there on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday and, and make my money doing, doing it that way. But lately I haven't been doing that. I've been doing, well, I haven't been playing at all because of the pandemic. But before that, I really wasn't uh, reliant on busking anymore. It seems to have kind of dried up in a lot of ways. Like I mentioned, the cashless society has done that, and and there's been really a retraction on, on you know, people wanting street music or or what have you. That's awesome. Um, I was wondering, like, what kind of opportunities you've gotten from being a farmer and being able to do what you do because you talk about, like, busking and everything, and that doesn't really have very many parameters and, like, set rules. So I was wondering, like, if you were able to travel anywhere or, like, what you were able to do with that. Yeah, I mean, the cool thing about it is it's it's my own business, so I have been able to travel. I mean, I've been based in Calgary for this time, but, you know, I've traveled to um, Japan and, and Australia and New Zealand and traveled to, I had some wonderful times in England and Scotland and traveled a lot in Canada even. Um, so, I mean, if you're an entertainer, part of the job is is traveling, and so I've I've been able to see a lot of different places. I feel very fortunate to do that and go play. And and one of the things that I like too is a lot of my gigs, they're for multiple days. So I'm not like your typical musician where you kind of roll into a town, you do a show, and then you're gone the next day. A lot of my a lot of my work was, you know, it would be five days at in Vernon or you know I did a I did a 17 day run uh, at the a PNE in Vancouver one year. Or, you know, so I, I I like the fact that I'm able to go to places and I can stay there for a little while and get a taste, feel it for the culture, you know. And same thing in, like, even internationally, I've been able to stay places for long periods of time and really get absorbed that. But, uh, you know, and then as far as opportunities, you know, I've, I've made a, I've made a, I was in a Hollywood movie about, well, it's 20 years now, but uh, that was an opportunity that I got to, act alongside of uh, James Caan, you know, uh, Elf's dad in uh, the movie Elf. Um, You know, and uh, so I've done that. And really just a lot of interesting 
gigs because of the unorthodox nature of what I do to entertain people. Wow, that's really cool. You were in a Hollywood movie with Elf's dad. <laughs> um, so I mentioned earlier uh, that you actually ran your own variety show and you'd done, uh, when I did research about it, you'd done two seasons of it. And I was just wondering what it was like uh, running an actual show and actually how you came to uh, be running it yourself. What was that like? Well, that was a different, that was, an, you know, that's another opportunity where I got where somebody asked me if I'd be interested in, it was, it was a variety show that was already running and they asked me if I'd be interested in taking it over. And now I hadn't really done much of that kind of producing, so to speak, but the good, I mean, the thing for me was that because I'd spent so many years in the industry, I know lots of, I like to say I know more plate spinners than you can shake a stick at. And so it was down at the Ironwood, uh, stage and grill which is typically for a strictly a music venue but pat mcintyre the owner he was interested in having you know different stuff variety shows and and you're too young to remember this but you know there variety shows on television used to be very popular you know there was uh ed sullivan i'm sure you've heard of that but uh so the idea that it was there was some music in it and then but there was also like magicians i had magicians on and um uh, poets just a real variety of um different acts and not just music and i really enjoyed it i i have i'm i'm very comfortable in front of people and one of the things that i really enjoyed about it was that after their routine so typically the show ran where the act would come on and they would do like a 15 minute routine. And then after the, their routine, I would ask them questions. And, and the, I, I found that the audience really liked that because oftentimes they don't get a, they don't get much of a backstory. And so one of the things that I liked about my show is that it provided a bit of a backstory and a glimpse into, well, how did you become a magician or, a, you know, whatever, um, a clown, you know, I had clowns on there, just a real, well, it's a variety show, a real variety of acts on there. So, um, yeah, I think because of the nature of what where I came from, I was a natural fit to host such a show. So uh, I, would, I, I would just like to finish off with uh, two kind of questions related to each other. I was just wondering how has uh, COVID affected you and the arts industry in Alberta? And what, what do you have going on at this time right now because you're not really able to perform like you used to? Yeah, well, that's just it. You know, um, I was reliant on get. you know, my job entails people getting together. And right now we're trying to keep everybody apart. So it it's counter. So everything's kind of been put on hold. Um, you know, last March things came down and all these my shows were canceled for the summer. Um, I'm still getting cancellations. Christmas looks like it's pretty much canceled because I, I also, I dress like an elf. Speaking of elves, I dress like an elf this time of year and I, I, tr I transform into Danny, the one elf band. And so I do a lot of, uh, corporate Christmas shows for children and that. So although that kind of stuff has been put on hold or canceled and, uh, so it's really been impacted, uh, but not just for me. I mean, it's the whole industry has been really 
impacted. So I've been doing a little bit of stuff online, and interestingly, I started working with this tech company called Stagehand, which is trying to. Uh, we, I like to the 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 quick uh, definition of it is I call it the Tinder for uh, artists and venues, and and so it 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 links up artists that are looking for venues and venues that are looking for artists, and it's a Calgary company and. And they're they're doing really innovative things right now and creating a lot of opportunities for artists. And we're really hopeful that, you know, once the vaccine comes and things open up, there's going to be a real renaissance and people are going to want to be out and they're going to be wanting to have live live experiences. And so we're kind of trying to position ourselves so that we're ready. It's it's all it's on it's online software and essentially what this software does is it makes anybody anybody can be an entertainment booker. And uh so I that's been keeping me pretty busy during these uh pandemic times. I'm uh I'm glad you found kind of an alternative for that. Um I'd like to thank you for telling us about yourself and the arts industry, Dan. Yeah, you're welcome. I would like now to go to the motivational segment of the show. I thought with the topic today being focused on the arts industry in the country, I would focus on the creativity and encourage more people to be more creative. Being creative is often a message taught from a young age, but it becomes less prevalent when you get older, especially once you get past the age of 18 and go to university or start working. It isn't used as much. This is why I encourage everyone to try and spend at least an hour a day trying to create something new or use that side of your brain. I would like to thank everyone for listening to today's episode on the Lime Bacon, and you enjoy. I hope you enjoyed hearing from Dan the One Man Band. I hope you have more of an understanding of the arts industry in Canada and more you understand more from hearing uh, about him and we help support and preserve the arts during these COVID times. Today's end of the show quote is by Salvador Dali, a famous artist and surrealist, mainly from the 1930s and 40s. The quote is, have no fear of perfection, you'll never reach it. I find this quote quite meaningful as it challenges you to keep trying and know what you can't ever be absolutely perfect at something. So why not keep trying and see how great something you can make turn out. And with that, I hope to see you all next week where we take a look at the film and TV industry in Canada. Have a good one, everybody. The title of today's show was Calgary's One Man Band on Lime Bacon, hosted by Emile Duguay.